Okay. Hi, Nancy. So, hi, hello, guys. How are you? I hope you're liking listening to my last few episodes of the podcast. So, today we have with us Nancy Shevchuk. Please welcome Nancy. Say hi to all the listeners. Uh, hi, hi, all listeners. Hi, Kabari. Hi, how are you? Good, good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being with us today. So, what I would like to tell to my uh, view and to my audience today is we are not well. The earth is not well. Ever since the year 2020, the earth has been suffering first from COVID, then the Taliban invasion of Afghanistan, which regressed the country to a society almost 100 years back, and now the war. This self imposed bully, Russians, invading Ukraine with things now just short of World War III, with the sword of being tried as a war criminal now hanging on Putin's head, and the head of MI6 saying that the mass execution in Ukraine uh, in Book, in, uh, in what is the name of the place? Booker. Bucha. 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 Bucha is actually a, pl- a part of the Putin's pack, part of Putin's plan. So we are now seeing the atrocities of Russia. Talibs and other terrorists alike. The terrorists earlier had a tag. They were called terrorists. Now they have a country called Russia. Sorry, my Russian friends who who kind of are very much against this war, but your leader is not doing a right thing. So today we have with us Nancy, as I said, who is a nurse in Ontario, Canada, and she has a family in Ukraine. So welcome to Frontline and Chai, Nancy, once more. And let us begin by asking you, uh, uh, how, how, many of your, uh, how many of your family members are there in Ukraine right now? Hi, everybody again. And thank you so much for inviting me to speak to you all. Um, yes, I am I'm Ukrainian, but I do live in Canada for already more than 15 years. Um, but I was born in Ukraine, my parents were born in Ukraine, and I do have a lot of extended family who are located in Ukraine. I do have my mother-in-law who lives in the western city in Ukraine. I do have my uncles, my aunts, nieces, my cousins, so a lot of my family are still in Ukraine. And um, I am actually, my morning every day right now, starting from the same routine. Every morning I'm checking the news and then every morning I'm calling to my family just to check if they are still alive. Oh That's how the world changed now. Yeah, very unfortunate. Very unfortunate. So how are they now? Are they all uh, in bunkers or have they escaped like have they been evacuated what are the what is the status of them right now uh they um, did not escape yet but uh, you're right they are spending most of their time like over 24 hours they do have only a couple of hours maybe that they can get out from the bunkers otherwise the sirens the ear rate are you know are very loud and um Obviously, people are very panicking and anxious, and they're running to bunkers most of the time. So they do have 
I mean, they have to settle in the bunkers now. They have the, um, like, made, handmade, whatever, bed or a seat so they can sit because that's taking almost all the day now to spend um, in the safe place. So we are having, we are seeing visuals of civilians lying on the road with their hands tied, you know, they're dead and they're, they've, been, they've been killed. So... Why do you think this is happening? Why is Russia attacking civilians? I believe, and we have confirmation now from a lot of journalists, international journalists as well, that um, unfortunately this is a part of this horrifying war. Um, I know from my uh, friends and from relatives who are located in different parts of Ukraine that... um, the very beginning of the war, they really they hoped that um, it won't go that bad, horrifying way. Simply because a lot of people, even Ukrainians, they speak Russian, so mm. we have same language. We have a lot of similarities in culture, and as you know, Ukraine was part of the Soviet Union. Yeah. So you can imagine a lot of families um, having ties like. Some of the families have their even parents uh, in Russia. They have um, brothers-in-law in Russia. Like a lot of uh, people live in Russia. So now um, looks like the very beginning was not that bad, and we thought it's not going to be that bad. However, now um, we can say there is no such crime. Russian have not committed, especially in Bucha. Mm-hmm. You saw those horrifying pictures. Mm-hmm. They they were killing entire families, adults and children. They tried to burn people. Some were shot on the streets. You saw the pictures. Mm-hmm. Some were killed in their houses. Um, people were run run over by tanks while they were being in their cars trying to escape so a lot of them were just smashed and they are still in their cars the body they were in the cars for for weeks women were raped and killed in front of their children in front of their husbands or family and um, actually from what we see from Bucha, Russians left the country in ruins. Hmm. So that's that's unfortunately how bad it is right now. So why do you think they are doing this? I mean, they have been trying to put up an excuse, some kind of a nazification of Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what is the reason they, uh, they attacked Ukraine on a completely different note? When, uh, as time went, they kept on, you know, accusing Ukraine of different things, of, of housing a bio, uh, uh, some kind of a biohazard uh, uh, factory, uh, which is run by the US. Now they are accusing Ukraine of being nazified. What is what do you think is the real reason why why would Russia suddenly attack Ukraine? I think this comes from the head of of this you know country. Mm-hmm. I do think that um, the head of this country, who is Mr. Putin, is completely delusional right now, and this is so what funny. he is trying to implement. Um, he is trying to rebuild or 
he's trying to bring together the former Soviet Union. So he's, so, uh, you mean to say he's starting with Russia, now he'll go into the other uh, others, uh, countries which have come out of Soviet Union and he's going to do the yeah. same thing with them and uh, is that what his plan is, master plan is? Yeah, that's his master plan. He's, he was planning to invade all post-Soviet countries. Like Ukraine Estonia. was the first one on the list. And then he was planning to go to Baltic countries. Yeah. Three Baltic countries were part of the Soviet Union, then Moldova, then um, Kazakhstan and all other countries around. And uh, his appetite won't even stop on that. So his next plan is the Poland and European countries. And um, Again, this is coming, I'm sure, from uh, the leader of that country. And then the rest of the, you know, uh, media is just working as huge propaganda machine, just uh, sending this message to all Russian population. And obviously, uh, this uh, process is very successful because the, from the last updates from social, not social media, from the um, uh, statistics and governmental resources that the 90%, 80 to 90% of Russian population now in fully support of what Putin is doing, unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. yes, yes. There are a couple of, there are a number of instances when, where Russian people are actually like going out of the country, getting out of the country because they do not support the government. But if the government is going to be, as as you say, it's it's terrifying to just think about what this is the beginning of something so devastating. So you mean to say now we should warn the people of Belarus, Latvia, Estonia, Lithuania, then Azerbaijan, Uzbekistan, Turkmenistan, Kyrgyzstan, Tajikistan, Kazakhstan, Georgia. These uh -huh. are the countries which have been a part of a United like Soviet Union. And uh -huh. now if they do not comply, uh, if the Ukraine war and also Moldova. Moldova. So yeah, if they yeah, do not yeah. comply, Russia is going to keep on uh, bullying and getting into these countries and the West will not say anything because we trigger a third world war. Mm, that's so, what is happening right now. You did mention though the Belarusia, so Belarusia or Belarus yeah. is already kind of under Putin control. As you know that um, military, Russian military are already staying in Belarusian territory mm -hmm. and they are invading Ukraine from Belarusian territory already. So okay. Belarusia is already part of this war. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we are we expecting some kind of a world war uh, which is coming up? Do you think this will lead to some kind of a world war if the West reacts? Because we all have nuclear weapons and nobody is going to be spared. So yeah, exactly, exactly. That's the fair. And uh, my opinion is that the world war, the third, already started. Because I, again, I absolutely don't think Putin is going to stop. And uh, even if Ukrainians are fighting back, as you know, and um, they are pretty much successful on, uh, you know, liberating some of territories, some of areas that already, that is why we know about Bucha, because, you know, it was uh, liberated. 
and uh, from the last updates they are also having partial success in the eastern part so as soon as ukrainians will uh, liberate mariupol which is another city that everybody knows about mm-hmm. these days so um, we will see like tenfolds or hundredfolds more crimes that are done there and my point is that the third world war already started because you know it's uh, we already see a lot of european countries supporting ukraine helping ukraine with weapons Mm -hmm. already Mm -hmm. so which kind of helping you know the fight is ongoing but it's 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 ongoing on ukrainian territory so to me again it's just a matter of time for putin to go for more and that might be going for more territory or going for more um, severe weapon which is nuclear weapon and with nuclear weapon that will be you know about whole europe whole continent as you understand Mm. So this is a very, very uh, dark picture that uh, Nancy uh, has with us right now. And I cannot see, like, I can't even breathe thinking of it, that we are living to see this happen right in front of our eyes. And Nancy, one more thing I wanted to ask you, are your, uh, is can, can your family escape now or can they be evacuated? Uh, uh, like I'm asking you just for your, uh, for my concern about your family, that will will they be evacuated? Can they be evacuated now? Well, uh, my mother-in-law, for example, yes, they can, and we are asking her every day. We could find um, some friends who could help her to go uh, to Poland border, but she's 83 years old, and she just she is answering, no, I I do not want to leave my my land. This yeah. is my land. This is my home, and um, her words are you know if i'm going to die i want to die in my own home and in my own land yeah. that's how sad that's, it is that's yeah. most of the most of the old people they're saying that but what yeah. about the young people young people yes they are trying to escape and um, it depends where they are located like it's really challenging right now to evacuate people from the eastern parts it's very dangerous Um, as you know uh, any humanitarian corridors that Ukraine is um, uh, setting up after obviously discussion with Russian counterparts and everything was agreed but then russians are shooting and shelling and bombing those corridors as soon as people are trying to leave so it's very dangerous people are leaving are risking their lives uh, trying to evacuate so um, my friends family that's even from today um, they were lucky to escape from the village around kiev Mm-hmm. which is close to Bucha, where they spent in the shelter, in the bunker, one and a half months. Okay. With no food, like last two weeks, um, they had absolutely zero food, zero water. They lost 10, 15 kilos, and they had no network, no internet, no cell phone connections, so it was even impossible to let um, family know that they are still alive. Hmm. So, um, 
yes there is a possibility to escape for some of people but it's very very dangerous depending on the area where they are yes. okay so uh, the um, another thing i wanted to know is uh, uh, russia is helping people escape across the borders into as you said you know some countries like uh belarus moldova and uh, estonia and also they are they are kind of helping uh, not helping i mean they're aiding allowing people to go into russia as uh war prisoners are they being treated as war prisoners exactly you are absolutely right mm-hmm. a couple those like i think up to 40000 people were forced to be evacuated to Russia mm-hmm. from especially from the Mariupol you know this yeah, Mariupol, yeah. so and they are located right now near the border so they from what we hear a lot of people are trying to escape now from those camps because for sure they will be hold uh, held as uh, war prisoners and then mm, we think russians will be using them for um, to exchange you know f- to to get their soldiers back so that's they will be like uh, uh, war prisoners in those camps so a lot of people were trying to escape through moldova like being in russia and then on their own they are trying to escape through moldova back to ukraine so mm-hmm. that's what i hear it's happening So guys uh, as you know that uh, I always try to put a very positive picture in my uh, podcast but unfortunately here I do not see any positive neither does Nancy see sees any positive uh, picture coming up so maybe you know in this podcast with this podcast we will have to accept the fact that world war 3 has already begun it will not begin with uh, with some kind of a bang or a punch blowing or anything like or a trumpet blowing something like that this has already begun and we are probably going to see if the west do not respond swiftly with the, all their uh, powers and all their might then we're going to soon see the soviet union annex all the uh, other countries which had left them for uh, to uh, become independent right and i just wanted to add that the main purpose right now i i should say the main goal for the whole world is to stop this war machine mm-hmm. which means to stop any investments that you know can be coming in any way to russian military machine because without um this additional funding financial and then electronics and then weapons or parts of the weapons that might be coming from other countries if we don't stop it this machine will will be still producing more and more weapons and as a result the war will be ongoing for a long time mm-hmm. which will be devastating not for ukraine only but you know ukraine was always considered as bread basket um, for the europe yeah. so which means and you already know that uh, even today's war is actually causing and will be provoking a food crisis yes. that could lead to famine in, in africa and asia and 
this Europe. will go just deeper and deeper, which mm. is another side of, you know, world war, because yeah. with any war, especially world war, not only one country or two countries would be suffering. It's it's about the whole region, exactly. Europe, and even more. Yeah, the, all, the, all the countries are going to be suffering. And we will. We are not even talking of nuclear arms, nuclear uh-huh. bombs. We are not even talking of that. We're just talking of the war going on for uh, several years, which uh-huh. uh, several months maybe. You know, which will affect the entire world. World, to uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. yeah. So yeah. The West uh, should start responding, and everybody should cut them off completely. I I believe. More than 500 companies have stopped, uh, uh, like they've, they've got more than 500 sanctions already. Mm-hmm. But in spite of them, they don't seem to have any repercussions on Putin or or his followers. So mm-hmm. uh, we just have to wait for some kind of a miracle to happen to be able to stop Putin on his tracks. Right. I also wanted to add, and uh, I'm asking all people who are here in Canada or any other countries in the world, uh, please don't buy any Russian products because this is contribution to the war machine. This is how we should read it now. Do not buy anything, any Russian uh, meats, anything Russian made. And I'm particularly talking to my Indian friends. India is playing very uh, on a very um, tight rope at this in this situation because of the their history with Russia and historical bilateral relations with Russia. They they are walking a very big tight rope, and the world is of course mocking at them, mocking at India. But Indians, you have to now stand up for what is right, and mm-hmm. you know like do exactly what you think is right. So that is all I'm going to say and leave it to that. Thank you so much, Nancy, for joining us on this podcast and bringing to us the horrific and the details of the war and the actual images that is going on in Ukraine right now. I hope the world turns around and faces this fact. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. Thank you. And I wish everybody a lot of health and peace in this world. And we also hope, I hope on behalf of the audience, that your family stays safe and can escape to a good country very soon if if it's possible let's all pray for the world to be over thank you thank you thank Thank you you so so much much. have a good evening thank you bye 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 bye